This is Cruise Control. Control. Your on-air automotive magazine with co-hosts Fred Staub and Les Cruise Jackson. Control. Everything you need to know about new and used cars. Control. Industry news. We'll fix or repair your car on the on air. air. Fasten your seatbelts and let us take the wheel. Now, your ride is about to begin. Control. Because you're on Cruise Control. Cruise Control. Cruise Control. Welcome to Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive magazine. I'm Fred Staub. He's Les Jackson. We're driving our desks around our homes, because that's what we do. (laughs) Looking for any of automotive information in the corners of the room. Oh, there's some. (laughs) Yes. Yes, indeed. (laughs) Well, there's lots of information, and I just blew the clutch in my desk. (laughs) All right. Well, how do you do that? I don't know. I don't know. But I guess you were riding the uh, foot pedal there, Les. Yeah. Well, Well, uh, we're going to start off with this because, you know, a bit of a surprise. A couple of new vehicles revealed from Toyota, two brand new hybrid family haulers. And one of them has a fridge. That's cool. I love cars with fridges in them. Anyway, <laughs> usually in the glove compartments. But uh, over over at Mini, everybody now can buy a Mini, can buy one model anyway, for less than $20,000, which is a really good deal. Yeah. And the Jeepster returns. Now, the Jeepster goes back, the original Jeepster, way back to the late 40s and early 50s. And I actually had a friend in high school that had one. Pretty cool. Sort of a more car-like Jeep, right? It was a. It was pretty primitive. Uh-huh. Let me put it that way. A pretty primitive car-like Jeep, and yes, Acura teases a brand new model, the TLX. We'll talk about it. That's right. And over at Hertz, which is uh, filing Chapter Eleven, I guess they're selling off their performance fleet. And here's your chance, Fred. You could buy a really fast car for a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a chance you don't want to miss, Les. Plus, That's right. speaking of fast, Volvo limits the speed of all of its new vehicles. We'll talk about this idea. Yeah, this has happened before. But uh, anyway, we'll talk about it. And finally... We have the story of the stainless steel Ford and Lincolns. I remember this very well. (laughs) Rust never sleeps, but it's not even existent when it comes to stainless steel. So all that and more when we get rolling on this edition of Cruise Control Radio, the show you're dialed into, and we're glad you're dialed into it. Pretty cool stuff. Uh, You know, you have to say, you would think that in what's going on here that... uh, that there wouldn't be many new models being released, but I was kind of surprised to see some new ones from uh, the folks over at Toyota, weren't you? Well, yes, but uh, of course we have to remember that these models have been in process uh, and business plan for the last three or four years, and I guess they have a point where they, they really can't do anything else but release them. Absolutely. Because it has to get out on the market. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll tell you about those models when we come back on Cruise Control Radio. Don't forget, check us out at CruiseControlRadio.com, where you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Check out the podcast edition and more, CruiseControlRadio.com. Fred and Les, be right back. 
Listen to the live feed of Cruise Control Radio every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com to find out how to do it. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control. Lesson Fred here at our desks. But uh, lots going on in the industry, including brand new models from Toyota, which is always fun. Oh, yeah. They've launched uh, launched the all-new 2021 Sienna, and it's there to, as they say, suit a variety of lifestyles. As you know, I have a an active, inactive <laughs> lifestyle. <laughs> Potato lifestyle. <laughs> no, no. That's right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I was surprised to see these vehicles come out. I think these were originally intended to be out at the uh, New York Auto Show. And, sure. And frankly, that's not happening. So uh, not happening this year. So why not bring them out and let's get them out and let's talk about them. Venza was a pretty, pretty cool uh, vehicle for its time. And it disappeared. I, I would call it, uh, it was sort of a like a low crossover, wasn't it? It wasn't a, yeah, wasn't it, a high riding crossover. No, it wasn't like a big Highlander or anything. Um, it was uh, kind of a sort of a station wagon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, now, uh, Toyota, I'm going to use some uh, PR speak here because they've put okay. out a release. They're breaking the sameness batter, banner with the okay. all-new 2021 Venza crossover. Well, we'll tell you how they do that. Um, it has a, a lot of cool options. Let, let's first say that they're all all-wheel drive, I believe, and they are all hybrids. Of course, Toyota does hybrids probably better than anyone in the world, right? They own, uh, they own the technology. They've made, uh, what, close to 20 million Priuses worldwide. Yeah, they know what they're doing when it comes to this. And I would say this is, what, a midsize five-passenger uh, crossover, the Venza. It's got all yeah. kind of safety stuff, pre-collision system, uh, daytime low-light vehicle and pedestrian detection, plus daytime bicycle detection. Uh, full-range dynamic radar cruise control, lane departure uh, alert, automatic high beams, lane tracing assist, roadside assist. Uh, so it's all, got all that, less plus the big screen that you know and love, a 12.3-inch touchscreen with nine JBL speakers and a 7-inch multi-information display. Uh, digital rear view mirror, which is wonderful if you have a lot of junk in the back of your trunk (laughs) and you can't can't see out the back. That's right. That's such a great idea. Everything should have that. They are all have standard electronic all-wheel drive. As I said, they're all hybrid. They're estimating highway will be in the 40-mile-per-gallon range. Now now that's good. This is a full-size... SUV. This is not a tiny SUV, is it? No, that's right. It looks uh, in pictures. It actually looks smaller than it really is. Mm-hmm. But uh, one of the big features I like about this is their Star Glaze electrochromatic glass technology that allows the drivers to switch from transparent to frosted modes within one second using an on/off button. In other words. The whole roof will go 
translucent with the push of a button or clear with the push of a button. Right. That right. is cool. Which is neat. Just don't break it because it will be expensive. <laughs> so you can you can hopefully forget about those moving uh, screens that you that are either electric yeah. or you have to reach back and pull. Yeah, the thing that takes like twenty seconds to cover the uh, the yeah. roof. Yeah, um, I think this is really cool. I'm I'm really excited about this vehicle. Actually, I think it is going to break the sameness. Uh, of SUVs and, uh, you know, with Toyota reliability, a great hybrid system, um, that, that roof, I think that is, that is definitely different. Uh, I wonder when that would start coming out on cars, but, uh, looks like, like the time has come for this being able to get uh, 40 miles to the gallon with all wheel drive. Wow. That's pretty good. That's right. Do we have a price on that? No, this just came out this week, so no pricing. Um, I would estimate somewhere in the upper 30s, low 40s, probably. I, I think you're right. Um, and just a lot of all the safety features, all the uh, entertainment features, uh, head-up display. It's got that mirror, as I said. If, if the uh, rear window is blocked, you can see around it. Uh, other good things, too, it's going to have Android Auto and Apple CarPlay. A lot of the Toyota vehicles uh, neglected uh, people with Android phones, so uh, that's not the case anymore. So we'll talk about right. an, yet another new Toyota. This one has a refrigerator. I know that's important to you, Les. Got to keep that Bosco uh, pre-mixed uh, chocolate milk cold on the road. So we will talk about that when we come back on Cruise Control Radio. I'm Fred Staub. He's Les Jackson. We're just getting started on Cruise Control. For the latest updates on Cruise Control, follow us on Twitter at Cruise Control Rad. That's C-R-U-I-S-E-C-T-R-L-R-A-D. Cruise Control Rad. Cruise Control. Welcome back to Cruise Control. Les Fred here. We were talking uh, briefly about the uh, Toyota Venza ab about to come out and also the, the new Sienna. Now, the Sienna uh, has already had three generations. Uh, and yep. the fourth generation is now coming out with all the goodies that you would expect. Yeah. From Toyota. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wouldn't it be interesting to have a, a first generation Sienna and... and and a new one and mm -hmm. just just look go inside and of course we've driven all these go inside and notice what's not in the first generation probably the new available vacuum and refrigerator that's available in the well, new that's one. true <laughs> i want a dishwasher in mine <laughs> <laughs> and an I induction wanna... cooktop <laughs> I want. That's right. I want an oven. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a mobile pizza oven in mine? <laughs> that, that's right. <laughs> um, yeah, this is. It, it was introduced uh, this week, uh, and it is designed, engineered, and assembled in the USA. Uh, remember, Toyota builds probably more vehicles in the USA than some of the uh, domestic manufacturers. That's right. They have 11 plants, Yeah, 11 factories in the U.S. That's a lot of jobs, for sure. Uh, available all-wheel drive. This does not come standard on this, but it is available. 
uh, and they are all hybrids. They are all hybrids. They're estimating. Now, I don't know whether this is for the all-wheel drive version or the uh, front-wheel drive version, but estimating 33 mile-per-gallon mileage. Once again, not bad for a vehicle that can uh, haul a lot of people. That's right. And has... And and it can tow 3,500 pounds, which means you can tow your motorcycle and your uh, your canoe. Yeah, or your uh, light aircraft. <laughs> <laughs> be a very light aircraft. Perhaps your your sculpture um, that your your front yard metal sculpture. Yeah, that's right. Your all terrain vehicle. Yeah, uh, it's interesting. They're they're. Uh, <laughs> I have to. I'm going to pull this line right from their P, their PR release for this. Okay, so it's not me cutting and pasting. It is. This is the line uh-huh. I am attributing it. Uh, the 2021 Toyota Sienna is also ready for life's outdoor adventures with its all-wheel drive option and is well positioned for Yakima accessories such as rooftop carrier, crossbars, bike rack, and more. Less wow. your outdoor adventures are beckoning. Well, I it, I wanted to have an ice crusher. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I need for a my, ca- cappuccino maker on the dash. Yes, because I, <laughs> I want to do the outdoor like they did in uh, in uh, the uh, the uh, Billy Crystal movie where he's out with the cattle and he runs the coffee grinder <laughs> and starts the stampede. Yeah. Something like that. Um, yeah. But this is going to be an incredible family mover. Uh, really, they've upped the game. The one thing I don't see in this that I, I think Pacifica really does well is is the seats that disappear, you know? Uh, yeah. I don't know if they have that or how they're dealing with the seats, but uh, I don't see anything about that. But I look forward to learning more about it. This does get the big fish mouth grill. Uh, in the front and a little bit signature a little more angular on the sides uh there is a uh a, a sort of a ramped up a line on the side wedging up from the front to the back um you know we like minivans we really do and they are really uh, a great way of moving a lot of people very comfortably heck you could probably live in this thing don't you think you know you could convert one uh, to a little uh, weekend camper. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Some of the automotive events we've gone to, we often said, we could live in one of these better than the hotels that we had to stay in, right? <laughs> that's, that's right. We won't mention any uh, names of places. But... Yeah, <laughs> but uh, some of them you would be better off in the parking lot than in the room, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But cool vehicles, look forward to learning more about them. Um, you know, when you talk about electrification, everyone says, well, it's going to be, the whole uh, lineup's going to be electrified. This is what they're talking about. They, they will be offered in hybrids. I've always thought uh, this was the upcoming idea that every vehicle would be uh, hybrid. And why not? I mean, when you've got that hybrid capability, you and you see, like, in the case of the Venza, you could get potentially 40 miles to the gallon with all-wheel drive. Remember, once you got all-wheel, in the past, once you got all-wheel drive, you paid a big penalty. Not anymore, obviously. That's right. Uh, no, I mean, there's really... Uh... 
there's no downside to having a hybrid. No, not at all. Not at all. Uh, there's probably no downside to get a, a, a mini for less than $20,000 either. Kind of an interesting story about marketing. This is the Oxford edition, uh, and it is packed with $6,900 worth of equipment for no extra cost, uh, which was only being offered to uh, recent college students or graduates and uh, U.S. military personnel. Now it's open to everyone. They made this Oxford edition open to everyone, and it's a good deal. It, the starting price is just $19,750 for the two-door or $20,750 for the four-door. Includes such uh, equipment uh, like standard 17-inch wheels and silver or black automatic or manual transmission, dual-pane power, uh, panoramic moonroof, heated seats, and your choice of six exterior colors. Uh, not a bad deal, is it, for this vehicle? It's it's quite good. One of the complaints or criticisms I've had about Mini for a number of years is that they, they really are rather expensive. Yep. And um, it's been a long, long time since there was a Mini around 20000 bucks. Yeah, you would usually be shooting for... Uh, into the $30,000 range. I That's think right. a lot of Upwards people of 50. would go into the dealership thinking like, oh, this is a cool small car, but it does not come with a small car price uh, unless you get this Oxford edition, uh, which seems pretty well equipped. I mean, uh, you're not paying an upcharge for an automatic. Uh, you're not paying an upcharge for heated seats. Um, you know, you've got six exterior colors. It's not bad. You know, I don't know if it comes it with bad. navigation, but it probably does come with uh, Apple CarPlay and Android Auto, which takes care of that. I'll have to look at what's available in this. Actually, uh, there's a mini mini dealership um, just about a mile from me, uh, I think. Are you going to run there look. now? <laughs> well, <laughs> no, I'll wait. I'll oh, wait oh we got a half hour of the show to go yet. I was just going to say right. maybe... Maybe it's worth waiting for, you know? I mean, it'll still be there. But but pretty cool. Pretty cool and certainly something that's going to bring people in. Uh, and now it is available to all. So uh, another interesting uh, version of an existing vehicle, special edition Jeep Renegade brings back the name Jeepster. I'm just a yes. Jeepster for your love, the T-Rex song. Remember that? I do, I, yeah. I never understood why they were calling out the Jeepster name in the song. Did you? Well, uh, first of all, it was a neat-sounding word. Yeah, just a Jeepster and for your love. T-Rex goes back 40 years. Right. So the Jeepster wasn't, uh, wasn't a distant memory mm -hmm. 40 years ago. Maybe. Um, maybe so it, it fit. Maybe but, it but I will... Yeah, I'll go anywhere you for your love or something. Maybe that's that. yes, that's right. It was it was an off road ish mm. <laughs> um, vehicle, very very Spartan inside. Certainly not to the level of the typical production cars mm -hmm. of the fifties and sixties. Yeah, it it, anyway. it it ended after just two years of production in nineteen fifty. The original one was a Willys Overland. It was revived in 1966 for the C-101 Jeepster Commando, 
which stayed in production until 1972. So certainly T-Rex territory. Yep. Uh, and we'll tell you what this new Jeepster gets when we come back on Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive magazine. Boy, we've got plenty to go yet, so stay tuned. Cruise Control Radio goes live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. To listen, click the link on our homepage. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control. Les and Fred, we are at the command center. <laughs> uh, we were t- it's we a were folding table. The- That's right. We were talking about the new Jeepster. Which, uh, that's a great name, let's face it. Yeah, we like it. We like it, definitely. And it is a new special edition, uh, kind of an affordable edition of the uh, Jeep Renegade Sport. Uh, That's right. Includes 19-inch granite-painted aluminum wheels, gloss black rings on the grill instead of chrome, Jeepster door decals. What says more fun than a bunch of decals, right? Well, exactly right. Now, it will cost uh, close to $1,900 more than the Renegade Sport, mm. but that's okay because you're getting, you know, you're, you're kind of getting a, a new car. Yeah. <laughs> you, name. Get, you get, uh, let's see, uh, metal diamond speaker covers and vent bezels, right. seven-inch touchscreen display with Apple CarPlay, Android Auto. You normally have to step up to the latitude trim. You get it in Colorado black. I'm sorry, Colorado red, black, and three custom colors. It's got a 2.4 inline four uh, and available front or four-wheel drive. Uh, and, y- yeah, you can get into a four-wheel drive version about for about $25,000. And, again, that's, that's pretty cheap for four-wheel drive. Yeah, and it's a fun vehicle. They've taken some... Uh, it, it's very similar, in fact, to what we were talking about, the Oxford edition uh, of the Mini. They've taken some right. features uh, from other vehicles and pulled them down and included them in the price, but added some uh, trim level items and different yeah. wheels and things like that. I, th- I think we're seeing a trend here. Yeah, I think it's a trend to bring people in, get them in. Uh, and you know, you can have a pretty nice vehicle for $25,000. That's not bad to have an all wheel drive, fairly efficient, uh, Jeep vehicles, got some good utility. It's kind of cute. Um, and, uh, it could be a lot of fun really for that price. Uh, and you got everything you you need. And they, you can't go wrong with a Jeep product. Yeah. You know, certainly, uh, it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. It's it's kind of interesting. So, um, well, Acura is doing a bit of teasing, such a tease of the TLX. This was a vehicle that was set to be revealed in the New York Auto Show. As a matter of fact, I was sent an invite to an event that was going to happen before the show, and it was interesting. And of course, it never happened. Um, nope. Uh, they're back on schedule, though, They uh, uh, of revealing this, the second-generation TLX. There's a short film coming on May 28th to fill the highly anticipated details. Uh, it will be the revised Type S performance trim that they'll be showing. It's a new wide rear silhouette, 
Uh, and this certainly came from their PR folks, an imposing stance with muscular curves. It's pretty much how I see myself in the mirror every morning. <laughs> of course, yes. Uh, large uh, diameter quad exhaust outlets and rear diffuser strakes. And uh, they also announced they'll be discontinuing the larger RLX sedan for the U.S. market. So going more towards smaller and sportier with a muscular stance, less. You know, maybe you can answer this for me. Okay. Why is it that Acura has consistently always remained in the background? I don't know. I, I don't know. It needs to really step out and do some unique styling. Uh, I think that they've been very close to Honda vehicles as far as styling goes, and basically right. the the uh, the point the part that was to set them apart a, a from Honda has been the front beak, which has been polarizing in some cases. Um, but I think they're just not different enough than Honda uh, to break out. You know, where Lexus is significantly different than Toyota. Well, Infinity is significantly different. Genesis, obviously, now is its own brand. Um, but you, you, just in the whole history of Acura, it's, it's been one of these things where a lot of people just say, oh, what's an Acura? Yeah, it's not different enough. It has to it's be. Just, it's a great car. Great car. Mm-hmm. And, but I wonder if people cross shop them with Hondas. I guess they do, but it just, to me, it just seems like this, this sort of, oh, by the way, we also make this nice car over here. Mm -hmm. Uh, You ought to take a look at it. Yeah. Uh, They're going to have a new engine for this. It would debut a three liter turbocharged V6 in their S trim. Uh, The uh, current model has a non-turbo V6 making 290 horsepower. Um. The NSX Supercar, which has not been a big hit for them. Not sold many. Has a 3.5 liter turbo V6 making 500 horsepower. So this one will be somewhere in between. That would set them apart if they had every vehicle making 500 horsepower. <laughs> that, would, that would get some notice. Yeah, uh, fi- it's f- nothing less than 500. So I don't know, Les. I think they're just not different enough from Honda. That's what I say. I think. Uh, I, I guess that's it because uh, even I, you know, when I when I think about interesting cars and desirable cars, I never think of Acura. Yeah. Interesting point. Well, how about this? You, would you buy a used uh, former rental car, a Corvette no. Z06? <laughs> <laughs> no, and and the reason I say that. Is because I have, when I've given talks to civic groups or whatever for many years, I've always said the the worst thing, uh, money wise, you can buy is a used rental car, and the reason it is a bad buy is statistical. It, when a rental car has twenty thousand miles on it, they always sell them at. You know, before they hit sure. twenty, because the the value but is going to nose off, and they want to get some right. money for them. But but at twenty thousand miles, a rental, the average rental car has had four hundred drivers. Oh, and not one of which cares about that pothole, or about the mud, 
or about anything. Uh, except you and me. I never beat up on equipment. I just Well, don't... I don't beat them up, but I didn't I haven't cared about I'm not car. outside washing it, but I'm not no. I'm not like mashing it into a tree. Either. Yeah. That, and that's why I've always said that I just think it's a bad decision to buy a rental car. Uh-huh. Uh, and especially to segue into what we're about to talk about, especially a high performance rental car. Mm-hmm. Which has been uh, in the hands of people who don't want to res- see what it'll do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, watch this. <laughs> Hold my beer. <laughs> That's right. I just, I just think it's it's mathematically a bad uh, bet. Now, these are all Chevrolet Corvette Z06s. We should mention, of course, Hertz is in Chapter 11. They are struggling Yeah. after the COVID situation. People aren't flying. So guess what? Where do they pick up most of their rental cars? At the airport, right? That's correct. Uh, and Hertz uh, was already kind of hurting financially before this started. So they're, they're gone. So these range in price from about 57000 for the special edition Z06 Corvette with 33,000 miles on it to, let's see, I, I have a chart here, about 63000 for one with 13,000 miles on it. Um, mm. These were one-off editions for Hertz. Collectability on these things or what? I don't know. Um, I, I, I wonder about the future collectability of modern cars. Yeah. I mean, these have 650 horsepower, 650 pound feet of torque. Um, I think you would probably spend five, maybe 5,000 more to get one of these cars, uh, from a, a one owner situation. I think it probably would be money well spent, right? I believe so too. I, I just I think for five thousand dollars, you're buying a great deal of insurance. Mm-hmm. Uh, these include yellow stitching on the interior as well as yellow paddle shifters. Uh, me, I'm not one of those yellow car guys. I don't like the yellow cars. I, I don't. I don't care for yellow cars, especially a bunch of them that have been driven by Harry High School. <laughs> <laughs> And his buddies. Yeah. I wonder if you could search online and find people mistreating these things somewhere. I'm sure you could. You get a Hertz branded trunk liner and special commemorative badges that they are part of 100 examples. So they have 22 up for sale right now from $57,000 to $64,000. So you got to think about that. (laughs) But anyway, when we come back, we got plenty more to go, including. Volvo limiting the speed of all of its vehicles. We'll kick that idea around when we come back on Cruise Control Radio. Cruise Control Radio goes live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. To listen, click the link on our homepage. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com. Cruise Control. Uh, welcome back to Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive magazine. Fred Staub, Les Jackson, right here with you. And we are glad you're along for the ride. Don't forget to check us out, cruisecontrolradio.com. 
links to our Facebook page, Twitter feed, podcast edition, and more. CruiseControlRadio.com. Big news from Volvo this week, Les. They are going to limit electronically the top speed of the Volvos to 112 miles an hour. They made this promise last year. They uh, want to keep their top safety pick uh, very secure. And uh, this is what they're doing across the lineup. They've said they were going to do it. Now they're doing it. They also have a care key that allows owners to set their own speed limits lower than 112 miles an hour, uh, which can be used when allowing your son or daughter to drive the car, for instance. Is, is it fair to set it at 15 miles an hour? I was I was going to suggest maybe <laughs> that would be 28. Ho- that would be horrible to do to somebody. Imagine that. Uh, oh, I don't know. I think it would be great fun myself. <laughs> going to get on the highway. I'm like wide open. Why am I going 20 miles an hour? Um, now, Volvo is traditionally the safety company. Mm-hmm. And, um, and frankly, why not? I mean, clearly you can, any, any, decent technician can remove that limiter mm-hmm. which is electronic mm-hmm. um, but you don't need to go more than 112 and there's no situation that i can think of that you'd have to go faster than that yeah that's pretty fast you know um like in texas the maximum speed limit on the uh in the country is 85 you go 10 over you still got more speed in, in up until 112, you know, but I wonder how they came up to 112, not 115. Is it tires? Probably. Uh, probably tires, probably, uh, certainly the, uh, the, 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 the uh, energy equations wouldn't make much difference between the two speeds. And if you crashed at either speed. And they uh, save a little money. They don't have to put velocity rated tires on. Right, the Z yeah, rated. Right. Z, yeah, that's right. Z I, is I think, the high. I think you're right. I think it's just the tires. They they could go with uh, an H series, uh, H rated tire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. Interesting. Do you think we'll see this from other manufacturers? I think we will. Yeah, they were previously rated at 155. 155. Let me tell you, is pretty darn fast. Yeah, we've we've done it, and, and uh, uh, it's awfully fun, but not not on Interstate ninety five. I I've I think the fastest I've been is uh, at the drag racing school one hundred and sixty five, and let me tell you, you start to get the tunnel effect. It it's like you're yeah. all of a sudden you're going through a tunnel, and uh, trying to stop that. Have you ever watched some of these videos with guys going all out on uh, on the autobahn? And you see a car up ahead in the lane that's going slow. He's probably doing like 130 miles an hour, right? <laughs> and they're in a Ferrari doing almost 200. You know how fast they come up on that car? It's amazing. Oh, yeah. People have to realize that slowing down is a heck of a lot harder than accelerating. I used a parachute to slow down in that car. So that was, you know... You're not going to do that on the Autobahn. It'd be kind of weird. Well, you better not. <laughs> For the guy behind yeah, so, you, would be like, I can't see anything. <laughs> that's right. I think Volvo has something there, and also, um, it has to it has to carry with it a uh, lesser insurance charge. 
Yeah, I thought about that too. It's got to be it's got to be a lesser insurance charge uh and there's more to it, you know. More, probably there's less liability for them maybe. I don't know. Um and if you while you said as you said it is easily defeated in many cases, if you defeat it, that will be left in the memory of the car and right. when you come for a warranty, they'll say like, "Wow, someone took the limiter off this," you know. Hmm. Yeah, and then uh, then then you over rev the engine and blew it up. Which, yeah. by the way, is almost impossible to do now because the electronics won't let you over rev them. Yeah, you get uh, get uh, it'll start dropping cylinders to keep the revs lower. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, let's go on to our, uh, the last story of this hour. It's an interesting one. A little bit of uh, history here. Uh, the stain it involves the stainless steel Ford Model 38, Thunderbird, and Lincoln Continental. They are all headed to auction. You can have a collection of these. It was a partnership with Allegheny Ludlam, uh, and and it yielded these three unforgettable models. A they are made out of stainless steel, Les Jackson, which is pretty cool, isn't it? Uh, it is. I read this story many, many years ago, mm-hmm. um, and it's really cool. In 1938 or 35, mm-hmm. uh, Henry Ford was still alive, and and the, the uh, company came to him and and said, "Would you like to do this?" And it was it was kind of part a design exercise mm-hmm. and part, uh, oh, what the heck? You know, let's <laughs> let's create these. Uh, these stainless steel cars uh-huh long before delorean right we're long before two uh two of the 1936 models uh were destroyed along the way but the rest are in public galleries there are 11 total stainless steel fords made they all feature the uh ford v8 uh flathead in there and uh, they are they are basically uh, been distributed around the world to museums. Then they did it again with um, some n- 1960 Thunderbirds. Um, they made two of them, formed out of T302 stainless. Uh, and uh, apparently they kept uh, the stamping capability of the Thunderbird around because they had not done that originally. Um, for the original uh, models they did in 1936, and that created some problems. They kept the stamping around, and they did two Thunderbirds, and then they did three 1967 Lincoln Continental convertibles. Uh, The weights of these cars don't differ at all from their uh, production versions, but uh, they're all finished bright and shiny. They are not... Uh, painted. I guess they're. I guess would you even have to clear coat them? I guess you would, right? No, no, you don't have to. Um, I was never aware of the Thunderbirds and Continentals. Yeah, uh, I knew about the thirty fives. Mm-hmm. But um, it's really neat. Now, obviously, um, they never had any intention of making regular production cars out of stainless steel because it's much, much more expensive than cold rolled steel and the stamping machinery probably only lasts about 10 to 15 percent uh, of the amount of stampings that you can uh, that you can do with stainless steel that's 
looking at a picture of these cars, they're really quite cool looking. Yeah, they are perfectly formed cars, and yeah. and the body is made out of stainless, and it's beautiful. Of course, now you could do that look with a stainless steel wrap <laughs> on the car. Well, you could. Also, <laughs> stainless steel is uh, more resistant to denting. But they just never were going to do this as an upgrade for the car. No. It was no, just something only, fun to do, right? Like, let's, what if, right. what if? Only DeLorean did a production stainless steel car. Yeah, they said you could fix a scratch with uh, some uh, triple lot. Uh, um, yeah, scotch bright pads. Scotch bright pads, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, cool stuff. A little bit of history, but they are going up for auction, Les Jackson. So, uh, the worldwide auctioneers have three of them. Uh, it's one lot without a reserve. You can have yourself a stainless steel collection if you want it. So get ready. <laughs> Pretty cool. Pretty, Pretty cool. cool. Hey, we appreciate you listening to Cruise Control Radio. Don't forget to check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and more. Time for me to say I'm Fred Stop. I'm Les Jackson. We're going to see you down the road. Bye. Cruise Control Radio is your on-air automotive magazine. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com for more information.